Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Once again, it is a glorious Thursday, 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 Thursday. (laughs) Hey, what's going on to all my intellectual rockers and geeks out there? Of course, it's Quita, a.k.a. Belasian Quita. Welcome back to another grandioso episode of the Curvy Metalhead Show here on the IndieAuthority.com. So shout outs to them for just taking on this hellion of a woman. I really appreciate it. And also, man, so much to catch up with. The news has been a hot mess as of late. Find out later on how I actually feel about the whole Caitlyn Jenner situation. Plus, Huffington Post has a very interesting article in regards to how a particular writer feels about Iggy. Isaela. So we definitely don't want, you don't want to miss that. Trust me, you definitely don't want to miss that. But let's get into some brief riot talk, shall we? So I am so sorry to all of the people on my channel, which is youtube.com slash user slash Belasian Quita. I know many of you were like, you know, I abandoned my channel and also my new channel too, um, which I focus a lot more on multiculturalism in geek culture, which is at youtube.com slash S-I-N TV now, that's Sin TV now, that I completely abandoned it. So this is what happened. This is hilarious. So I decided that I would be a genius and decided to make this medley of scrambled eggs and seafood, which comprised of, like, there were some, like, mollusks there, there, or mussels, pardon me. I had some clams and squid, okay? I know that does not sound appetizing, but I said, you know what, let, let me, what the heck, let me just do that and it should be delicious, right? Well, that medley of grotesqueness that I come to find out later is actually what made me sick in the first place. For like the last three to four days, I had stomach flu. I'm still weak from it. That's how horrendous. That thing hit me harder than an R. Kelly record, okay? (laughs) It hit me also harder like a Judas Priest record, let's be honest here. (laughs) But I am so sorry. It's not that I, you know, I quit. No, I don't listen to the haters anymore. You know, I spent, I, I was listening back to some of my previous episodes. I know, right? Kanye West moment. And what I noticed is that I spend like, 
almost like 80% of my time responding to jerk offs on my YouTube channels, rarely on so like my Twitter and stuff like that. But I was spending so much time focusing on that, that it was really taken away from my actual good content that I make. And it was also taken away from this program. So from the bottom of my heart to each and every one of you, whether you're my listeners, you're new, doesn't matter. We're all a community here, not only on blog talk radio, but on YouTube as well. And and to my intellectual minions and rockers and geeks out there, I am so sorry. You know, when I was sick, I really sat down and I really reevaluated what this program is about. And this is not a program, you know, to be hating on people. This is certainly not the type of show where I'm going to sit down and be like, oh, everybody sucks. Because, you know, there's enough shows like that. Like, we don't need any more. What we need, especially in this society, is to be more constructive and be more honest about how we feel about things. But you got to take it from a higher road. You have to take it from a more intellectual point of mind. So that's pretty much what's been going on with me. As you know, if you check my other Twitter, which is at twitter.com slash now, I have started a Twitch channel. And let me tell you, Twitch is not as easy as people think it is to set up and configure. And today's question of the day is, why do you play MMORPGs or why do you enjoy video games in general? So tell me what's on your mind. Call in area code 713-955-0571 so that we can like talk about it. Because it's like I, I realize now, you know, how tough it is. You got to really put in the coin to see results. And that's just the bottom line. I put in, you know, coming up tomorrow, I am investing in some gaming headphones. I am investing in getting what's called a video game capture device, which helps you to actually record your gameplay in 1080p or 720p. And another thing to note too, before we get into the fine music I have for you today, is this. Make sure that your bit rates and your frame rates match up. And you also want to, if you want to do it on a laptop, you got to make sure that your specifications, you need an i7 processor. You're going to need that two gigabytes. I even say really to be on the safe side, get four gigabytes of RAM. So that way you have enough speed. And also on top of that, not only your computer speed, but you want to make sure that it's actually the speed coming from your internet. Because I have gone through hell with my internet company, you know, provider, my ISP. Um, I finally upgraded to a 15 by 2. So that has made a difference not only in my videos and like uploading them to YouTube, but it's just been great quality overall. So one thing I love doing here on the Curvy Metalhead Show is presenting new music to you. Here is a song that I don't even know how I really feel about it. It's Lil Jon featuring T-Pain and Snoop Double Jizzle. Snoop Dogg, here is my cutie pie.
center, center, lay in the center, post in the middle like center, no pics, no answer, just grams, want them in the king size, zigzag, hit this, get a trick, drag, baby, driving me crazy, watch me zigzag, baby, <laughs> trying to hit something, then with me to the trap, said I gotta get something, she glad the real back, cause these niggas been frontin', I told her 31st with that pop, chunkin', her rails up, yelling diamond when she bails what? up, what? I guess you would say I'm Dr. Bombay Trying to find some peace of mind What spots my eye? A cutie pie My time is yours if you want it We can get loose, get right or get blunted We'll be gigging it, digging it Body on baby so eggin' it I wanna follow you But I had you back home by tomorrow, boom Eloquent, delicate You the subject, I'm your predicate Let it in, set it in I wanna see how wet it is Freak by nature Do what I did to amaze you Bonus, donuts, glacier Non-argumentative You're looking at the dog So I know I'ma get it Time will reveal Rhyme with a skill On time, what a deal I'm smoking on some Buddha tie Just me and my cutie pie This is the melody One way, one day, let it be Just you and me, cutie pie
dark, you know they all pretend.
That was Demarius Cole with Here Right Now. See, that's how R&B, like modern R&B should be. So please make sure, check him out on Twitter, Demarius Cole. He, I love him as an artist. So I always enjoy bringing you new hits, of course. And a little bit earlier, you heard from The Weeknd, and that's their new jam called I Can't Feel My Face. And let me tell you that I earned it music video. I finally had a chance to watch that. And trust me, I couldn't feel my face either after watching that. I was just like in so much shock. Like, it's so amazing what you see on TV these days. Like, you know, people say we live in a conservative society. That's a bunch of lies. Like, it's it's conservatism on the, like, on the outside, but deep down it's blanketed with with liberal ideals. It's like, like the best way to describe our society right now, I would say is we're kind of, kind of on the cusp of, of modernism, like being a moderate because so many people say that we're conservative. No, we're not. Okay. But let's get into part one of this alternative beat down. So the story's coming from the Huffington post, dear Iggy Izella, can you not? So this was an interesting article because it was like an, a letter in a way to Iggy Izella about her, like herself. So I'm just going to read a brief part of it and I'm going to actually get into a little more commentary about how I feel about Iggy Izella and her cultural appropriation of African and African American culture, but in particular the hip hop culture. Dear Iggy Izella, hey girl, I'm glad you canceled your tour and you're finally getting a break. It sounds like you're also going to take the time to do some rebranding. That's a good idea. Something that would also be a good idea is not accessorizing yourself with the black American South. While you're chilling and ordering Papa John's to a themed pool party with Britney Spears, there are some things that you should think about. Number one, you are not black. Number two, you are not from the American South. And number three, you are not a black person from the American South. So the letter continues to go on. And kind of mentions, you know, a little bit about her background, how she spent some time. Of course, people know, um, you know, that she is from New South Wales and, you know, talking about certain things like certain quotes that she says in her songs and, and things like that, which I think is interesting. They also briefly mention, um, you know, how they felt about the booty video that she did with <laughs> that she did with J-Lo. And this was written by Middlebrow. So Middlebrow is pretty much a recap of a week in entertainment. So I thought it was really, really interesting. And yeah, definitely. So this is how I feel about Iggy Izela. I know many of you are going to piss all over me for this, but it needs to be said. There is a difference between being a part of the hip hop culture and community, which is pretty much a society. When you think about hip hop, it's really a society. People live, they breathe, and they sleep the reality of true hip-hop, okay? This is a hip-hop. I'm talking about Kendrick Lamar. I'm talking about KRS-One back in the day. I'm talking about Grandmaster Flash, you know, DJ Red Alert. The list can go on and on. These are people who are part of a culture. So when it comes to Iggy Izela's representation I can understand because every generation is going to have a formulation and a reality about what is really hip-hop to them. 
So to Iggy Azalea, to me, she really plays this hybrid, which a lot of people don't care for. She's right on the cusp between hip-hop and pop. Let's be real here, people, talking particularly to the hip-hop community. Let's be real. When Iggy Azalea first started, and the mixtape that really, to me, brought her to fruition was Ignorant Art. That was hip-hop to me. Okay, it was hip-hop but it had a blend of high couture fashion and no one knew who she was. Like people were like, whoa, she's a Australian. I wouldn't say she's white because white and Australian, they're two different things. Okay. But overall, I think Iggy Izella as an artist, when she first started, she was fantastic. But I think where she fell short was that she was not understanding the history of hip hop and projecting that publicly in her interviews. She knows what hip hop is. She's not a dumb girl. She's actually very smart and she's very well faceted. And that's the other issue that sometimes the hip hop community has is when someone's trying to bring something new, none of none of the things that are what we think of hip hop today would be around if it was not for people who reinvented the sound. Let's be honest, Tribe Called Quest, they did some reinvention. It may be things that we have heard in the past but they made things that became more mainstream and then mainstream became part of the indie culture and the indie culture is part of the mainstream. It's, it's a very hip hop has become very cynical. And when it comes to Iggy Isela, I do agree with what Huffington post said is that first and foremost, you need to stop being something that you're not. If you grew up, like she grew up partially a little bit in, you know, Atlanta, she spent some time there. So yeah, You can't be hard on her for that because you will attribute certain characteristics depending where you live. So we can say the same thing about Justin Timberlake because no one brings that up. Is Justin Timberlake misappropriating black culture because he's, you know, he's working with Jay-Z and he has all these um, particular producers who are people of all different um, cultural identities. So because he's working with them, does that mean he's not? part of you know the r&b and and pop culture he's kind of a hybrid to me so it's the same thing if you're going to talk about iggy Isaiah, then you got to talk about justin timberlake then you got to talk about robin thick then you got to talk about logic because like you can apply logic to this situation as well because logic is a multicultural rapper particularly he's biracial and he you know when he raps he uses the n-word and things like that so it's really interesting how people take Iggy Izela. I just think that I think once she starts doing more intellectual interviews where people can really see where she's coming from, then I think she will get more acceptance. I'm not saying that she needs the acceptance of the black community. I don't think anybody needs to have acceptance of their own community if you enjoy what you do. But that's just me. That's just me. So how do I feel about Caitlyn Jenner. This is coming from theweek.com. This is an opinion article that was done by Damon Linker. It's called How Caitlyn Jenner Massively Played Us for Suckers. So the article kind of goes on and talks about how, you know, this, well, at the time, Bruce Jenner enriched himself by bringing our culture, and this is coming from him, the sordid spectacle of the Kardashians is now a gal who's promoting a new reality show and she is trying to ensure that she gets the highest ratings in history of trash TV. With the magazine cover inspiring a national conversation and a slew banner of headlines and millions of follow, of course, as you know, Caitlyn Jenner's Twitter 
within the first three days, like, blew up to millions of followers, okay? So the article kind of goes on and, and kind of talks about that, that there is a hypocrisy that comes with Caitlyn Jenner. Now, let's backtrack here. There is nothing wrong identifying and being who you are. If you want to make the transition and do that, by all means, go ahead. But don't use your transition for publicity. Because here's the thing. I actually read an article. There's this great app. If you really want to keep up with what's hot in news and just really interesting stories, there's an app that you can get called Smart News. And I was reading it today, and there was an interesting article that mentioned about, well, actually yesterday. It was mentioning how, you know, everyone's buzzing about Caitlyn Jenner. And let's be honest, Caitlyn Jenner gets a pass. She's white, you know, she's probably, you know, Republican, you know, and, and, and it was really interesting with this particular article because it mentioned that when it comes to the challenges that transgendered people go through, particularly people of trans uh, people of color. So the article gave an example of how like black and Latina trans women suffer more. It's harder for them to get jobs. It's harder for them to just even be trans, a transgendered woman or a trans woman, period. So everyone's making such a big deal about Caitlyn Jenner. I feel that, and there was many times that she mentioned that she wanted privacy. You know, she went, bought this house way out there in the boondocks, but yet you're doing a reality show. To me, I feel there is some hypocrisy in that. There's nothing wrong representing who you want to be, but if you want privacy and if you want, you know, people to just let you be and represent who you feel that you are, then you shouldn't have a reality show. You should not associate yourself with the Kardashians. I mean, you wanted to to detach yourself. So to me, I just hope that Caitlyn Jenner just and this is just me, you know, giving a PSA. I really hope that with this transition that she's going through, that she uses this publicity to help other trans women. It's not easy for trans women to go through what they go through, the heavy amounts of discrimination and, and all of that. So that's honestly how I feel about Caitlyn Jenner. I have nothing against her, you know, for her sexual orientation. I just feel like because she's white, you know, probably, you know, Republican, you know, politically, maybe, you know, she gets a pass and she gets a pass, not even for her political affiliation, but she gets a pass because she's white. And I think that's something that people need to understand is that there is still white privilege in this country. And even if you are LGBT, you're still going to get a little bit more benefits versus people of color, or they are often the terminology is called queers of color. But this is just coming from my experience. So let me know how you feel about Caitlyn Jenner. Of course, you can call in area code 713-955-0571. So it's just interesting to me, the idea of being a trans woman and then being conservative. It's an oxymoron. I would assume that you would be more liberal and be you know, reaching, using your voice to reach to different audiences besides your own. Because to me, I feel that selfishness. But that's just me. So let's move on here. And finally, we have a story from Kuaku. And I thought this is really interesting. There is this woman who is known as the gluttonous beauty. And I mean, she can eat, okay? Her name is Yuka Kinoshida. 
and she pretty much makes a lot of money on her YouTube from watching her eat things like this. You have to go to Kuaku just to look at these gifts. They're they're ridiculous. She's eating like a hundred chicken nuggets, or she's eating like yakisoba, or she she also she appeared on her on a uh, Japanese TV program, and they were like showing how she just like devours food. Now this was twelve pounds of curry rice that she ate in like thirty five minutes, and I mean it's it's ridiculous to watch someone eat like this. Now I mean here's the thing: as a disclaimer, people need to realize that doing heavy excessive amounts of eating is something that not everybody can do like no normal person can consume food like this you know there's there's probably some type of discipline or method or her stomach is just huge or something that's going on that's allowing her to eat this because there are ramifications for eating large excessive amounts of food there there has to be medical consequences that come with that. So I don't want people going out there and doing this because they see her. Oh, she's a gluttonous beauty. Sorry, nobody can look this fine and eat all this food. Let's be honest. If she's eating all that, unless she has some high metabolism, she should be like super fat here. But some people have high metabolism. I have a friend like that where he can just eat anything. Okay, it's pretty hot to watch him eat though. <laughs> Oh, so horrible. But yeah, it's just really interesting what becomes popular and what becomes uh, famous. And we got Cirque here. Hey, how you doing, man? Haven't seen you in such a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. But, you know, I just love hearing from you. It, it really means a lot. It, I really appreciate it. But let's get back here into the music here. Let's play a song that I have not, actually, I have not heard in quite some time. Here's a classic for you here, because we appreciate the goodies here, the oldie but goodies. Here's a good throwback. Here's ACDC with Soul Stripper.
And of course, that was a special Fincher remix of Adriana Grande's One Last Time, which I thought was pretty, pretty decent. Been having some really good, interesting conversations about bass players in the chat room. Let me know the question of the day. How do you feel about video gaming and, of course, the world of MMORPGs, you can call in at area code 713-955-0571. One thing that's important to me on this show is definitely not talking out of my butt, of course. So what I did was I researched the article of where this actual quote that I mentioned earlier came from. It came from CNN.com, and the name of the article is Why Caitlyn Jenner's Transgender Experience is Far from the Norm. Because let's be honest here. I know some people are going to be like, oh, she hates white people. And that's not the case at all. But people need to realize that there is a cultural displacement issue in this country. And it also applies to the LGBTQI community. Okay, let's be honest here. Um, so where I found that particular um section from is it's mentioned here that the national lgbtq task force mentioned that transgender people are twice as likely to be unemployed and four times more likely to live in poverty compared with the general population and this is coming from lourdes ashley hunter who is the national director for the trans women of color collective and this is what she mentioned Caitlin's coming out is relatable to the mainstream American society because she is white, Republican, rich, and famous. And she advocates uh, on behalf of black and Latina um, transgendered women. And I also found this interesting, too, that her celebrity status is great for visibility, but it can and will be used as a distraction from the lived experiences of trans folks who continue to battle discrimination when accessing basic needs such as housing, employment, education, and healthcare. Let's be honest here. It's true, okay? It's very true. If you have a certain political affiliation or if you are a white trans person, does that mean, yeah, you will go through certain, you know, discriminations that, you know, anybody could go through. But in this case, I think Caitlyn Jenner is getting the royal treatment. So I just wanted to follow up so I'm not just talking out of my butt. It's so important. I come from that traditional journalism background. So I just want to make sure that I, I clarified everything. So let's move on here to conclude with our part two of the alternative beatdown. And I really have been giving a beatdown today. <laughs> This is coming from VG247.com. Terra becomes the most played MMORPG on Steam since launching on May 5th. And Masse Entertainment has announced that Terra is the most played MMORPG on Steam. And this was based on maximum coherent user statistics. The free-to-play Terra Fate of Arn launched through Steam on May 5th, and according to the infographic, the MMORPG has now over 4.5 million players in North America and 20 million worldwide. And there were some other stats in the infographic that mentioned that 6 million monsters have been killed, 70,000 dungeons cleared per day, and it has 97,847 active guilds. Let that sink in, right? I mean, we got some super nerds out here. I thought that I was super nerdy. No, no. 
These people take it to a whole new level. And Terra, I actually downloaded. Here's my only complaint about this game. First and foremost, it is too big of a file. I understand you got these mind-blowing graphics. Oh, that's fantastic. But do you really need it to be 28.2 gigabytes? This is when you are downloading it from Steam, okay? Now, if you download it from their client, it's going to be almost 30 gigabytes. So this is not a game for people who have low intensive PCs. And even if you were to play Terra on the lowest settings you possibly could, it would jack up your laptop. So fingers crossed that my laptop doesn't get jacked up trying to play Terra today. Because after the show, I am going to be getting on my Twitch channel, which you can check out, which is twitch.tv slash SINTV now. So SIN TV now. And yeah, some really interesting conversation here. Um, you know, and, and yeah, and I think here, Serky mentioned a really interesting point that have not been a lot of transgendered people that have been on the weedy cereal box. So that is a different experience. I agree with that. Uh, but overall, I think Terra Online, I mean, it's beautiful graphics wise, but I think sometimes these gaming companies need to understand that they need to make video games for people on all different types of platforms. Okay. So if you're not able to afford a console, let's be honest here, the Xbox One is horrendous. I am not paying for, you know, 300 or more because people say, oh, yeah, it's 300. But then you're not accounting the accessories. And now you're not accounting. Um, yeah. And the secret world is like 36 gigs. I know it's like absolutely ridiculous. Um, but also the PS4 is like almost like 500 or more because you're not including the games you're not and these games are like $60 a piece people it is absolutely ridiculous so congratulations to Terra for breaking records but can you guys please make MMOs that like are not so graphic intensive it's like asinine to me Oh, I could go on that all day. Let's get into the world of rock and metal. I haven't talked about that in a while because I've been spending so much time geeking out. So, Motorhead, I'm, you know, good job, Lemmy, for pulling through, you know. I mean, this guy is the true rocker here. I mean, I I was so concerned for his health. But coming up in August, they're going to be releasing the album called Black Magic, which is going to be coming out August 28th. And apparently... You're going to need some fat earplugs, you know, because this is going to be a really bones-crushing type record. There's songs on here like Thunder and Lightning and Teach Them How to Bleed. And Motorhead promises that this is going to be a strong, a really loud type album. It's uncompromising. It's going to be heavier than they've ever gone before. Now, here's my personal thing. Am I glad a new Motorhead album's coming out? Yeah, I love Motorhead. They... You know, you know how I actually found out about Motorhead was through the W. Well, at that time it was WWF, but now it's WWE. And I remember they did the theme song for Triple H, who I still have a mega crush on. Don't know why, <laughs> but I love him. But that's besides the point. So they did the game theme for him, and that's how like I really started learning about Motorhead and and really enjoy them. And actually, um, Triple H really likes Motorhead too. As a side note, little trivia for you. Uh, but. I just think they're getting to the point now where you've got to throw the towel in. I say the same thing about Black Sabbath. Like, you've done it all. Like, do you really need to go on another tour? You got, you know, your health is at stake, you know. And, uh, yeah, thank you for that correction. Um, but, honestly, I, I just feel like... 
I'm talking to people in the chat room here. I'm not being paranoid. <laughs> but um, I just feel like there, there's got to be a point where you got to throw the towel in. I mean, Black Sabbath, they came out with 13. Yeah, that was a cool, okay record, you know. But I just feel there is a cap off. Like, when you are sick or if you're not feeling good, you know, that's got to be a time for you to slow it down. You can do things where you can do like a show, you know, once in a while, you know, keep your audience hyped up and stuff. But I think that you got to really balance. And I agree. Yes, that let me that's his thing. Um, But I, I just I mean, for me, I know I know I'll get to that point where I'll throw the towel in, you know, with my show, you know and things like that, but I will still help out and be a part of the community, but I don't, I, I, that's the thing I don't enjoy about, like, Hollywood sometimes, is these people are like ball hoggers, you know, they just want their name to be relevant, you know, all the time, all the time, and it's like, you know what, you're gonna get to a point, look at Nicki Minaj, everybody was jerking off to her, and look, her album, The Pink Print, wasn't so hot, wasn't it, okay, I mean, we all have our moment to shine, and then we stay humble, and then we help others, or we come out with a record label, or we, you know, we get artists out there, and we do other things. I just get so tired of everybody just wanting to be on top all the time, and I mean, nothing wrong getting a little shine, but there there has to be a point where, you know, you won't have that anymore. And you have to learn how to be good business people, especially to my people of color out here. White folks are doing it. That doesn't mean we can't do it. Let's continue, you know, graduating. Let's continue going to school. Let's continue building better social rapport among different cultural groups. Just because you're African-American, that doesn't mean you can't learn Japanese. Just because you're, you know, Japanese doesn't mean you can't learn Spanish. It's it's that cultural exchange that builds success. But we still have to be aware of the social injustices that happen in this country. Just saying. I'm just on this, like, cultural soapbox today. I, I just think it's because of all the crap that I've been seeing in the news of what's happening, not only to my people, but to other innocent people. I mean, look look what's going on to the people in Morocco. Shout out to all the children in Morocco that have been abandoned. It's not your fault you have irresponsible parents that really suck, and I really wish there was a, a way that we could get these children, you know, into the hands of proper parents who actually want to have these children, just saying, as a side note. But let's get back into it, shall we? So, yeah, I'm glad with Motorhead. I love that they're coming out with this new CD. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Now, the members of Machine Head and Soulfly guitarist Logan Matter um, has a band called Once Human. Hmm. Or the album is called Once Human, pardon me. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really interesting because people always think of Soulfly when it comes to him. Um, so the producer has worked with bands such as Five Finger, Death Punch, and Gora Jira, and Periphery. So that's going to be really interesting uh, to see how this this band, you know, will go. And of course they got a female singer, so you know <laughs> Yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Once Human is the name of the band. Pardon me. I am tired, man. We've had stomach flu for so long. It just messes with you, you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, so we'll see. Because they have ink to deal with ear music and um the life 
It's called The Life I Remember. Should be coming out September 4th. They have a lyric video out. Haven't listened to it yet. We'll see how that goes. But anytime there's a female singer, it's like, here comes the controversy. So it'll be interesting to see how she sounds like and how everything goes. Now, this is a really big story. This is one of probably the biggest stories happening in metal right now is that Marilyn Manson, he he's pondering his collaboration with Korn's Jonathan Davis. For those of you who don't know, I am a huge Korn fan. I got into Korn not only from their debut, Love Follow the Leader. I mean, that's that's iconic new metal like right there. Like if you if you are truly a new metal enthusiast and you have not listened to that album, something is wrong with you. Uh also POD Satellite is also a pretty decent album as well. Uh but now he has repaired his friendship with Billy Corgan of Smashing Pumpkins, which I'm surprised because Billy Corgan is a douche just from what I've read, okay, allegedly. So he is working on rebuilding the bridge with his old pal, corn singer Jonathan Davis. And according to Pulse of Radio, the pair were close at one point, but had a falling out after two after 2002 allegedly over drugs but now the relationship appears to be mended and with Manson telling Metal Hammer that you know Jonathan and I used to be really close we haven't seen each other in quite some time and now they're thinking of doing something completely unexpected um, together so yeah it's gonna be really interesting to see um, what's you know what's going to happen with this because although Marilyn Manson and Korn, I can see them working together, but let's be honest, they have two different styles. As much as people say, Oh, they sound the same. No, they don't. They have two distinct, different styles. Marilyn Manson to me always seems hardcore industrial. And you know, he seems like an industrialist to me. And then Jonathan Davis, his songs are very like, I can't even really put a word on it. It's, it's like that type of music where it's kind of hard to put a word, you know? Um, some of Manson's later work, like, I did not like that Super Villain album. I thought it was horrible. I tend to listen to his earlier stuff. Um, I have read his autobiography, uh, but overall, uh, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how it goes. But let's get back into the music. And actually, what I'm going to do today... I'm just going to do the food, of, the food that, like I could talk today, right? Uh, the food for thought just right now so we can just enjoy the tunes, get comfortable, get into this Thursday, really rock and really do it. So when I was thinking about the whole Caitlyn Jenner situation, um, it really resonated with me because it's like, how do you take change? How do you progress with change, you know? And that's something that I have really struggled with, being a woman of color and being a woman who wants to be involved with the rock and metal community. It's not easy. I don't hide who I am because I feel that my people have have had to hide for multiple generations. And it's getting to the point now where it's so sad when I see kids of color, and I'm not only talking about my own people, but I see kids of color who just stick with their own because it's easier. I see that in relationships now. I see that all across the board. And when it comes to your identity, it's who you are. And you can't hide your identity. I'm sorry. You really can't. You are who you feel that you are. And as much as people may not agree, coming from my religious background, I come from uh, Christianity, of course, 
But I think that we all go through this process of trying to find where we belong in this effed up society. We have a very messed up society. Let's be honest here, you know. Um, I, I just think we we have a society where people have to hide who they are in fear of that persecution. You know, no one wants to feel different. Everybody wants to feel normal. But guess what? Like, normal is relative. What's normal for one person may be not normal to another person. Just like I found out um, that Fifty Shades of Grey, which I thought was just going to be a trilogy, decided to be expanded on and now there's the book called gray which is supposed to be book number four and it's talking about his side of the story so it's that type of thing you know we don't know caitlin jenner's side of the story okay when of course before bruce but we don't know what struggles and what trials and tribulations um that he's gone through and I don't want people thinking I am anti-LGBT because I'm not. I just think that you have, if you are a true intellectual, you have to be someone that's very open-minded. You have to be somebody who will say what needs to be said. And sometimes when you need to say what needs to be said, people are going to have a problem with it. People are going to have a problem with you identifying with certain alternative subcultures. People had a problem with me liking rock and metal. People had a problem with me associating with white people or associating with Asian people or associating with, you know, whatever the group is. So my food for thought to conclude this, because I could go on and on about injustice issues, is this. Love the skin that you're in. If people that you associate with are toxic to that acceptance, you need to remove those people. Unfortunately for me, I have spent a good portion of 2015 having to remove people from my life that were not understanding why I do what I do. And I spent a good portion of my life, especially on YouTube, listening to these stupid trolls and haters, people who say I'm fat and ugly and I don't deserve anything. Well, you know what? I deserve everything because for those of you who don't know, I've paid my dues, okay? And that goes beyond my education. I got my undergraduate degree. Now I'm working on my master's degree and I've made the decision to actually work on my uh, my PhD because many people of color there's very few of us and I'm not just getting this PhD to be a pompous asshole and say you know I have a PhD what do you do you all die peasants no I, I'm not trying to do that what I'm really trying to do is I want to show these girls out here I've made my mistakes I've hung out with stupid people I've hung out with people where I wonder why the heck did I hang out with them in the first place but that's how you gain experience. You can't gain experience by being ignorant, and you certainly can't gain experience. Well, you could gain experience by being ignorant, but then you're being blind to your own truth. Just saying. So, of course, you can follow me on Twitter, which is at Curvy Metal. I also have one for my geeky gaming channel that I'm going to be going ham on tonight. Yes, good. <laughs> at um, Twitter at Sin TV now, so twitter.com slash Sin TV now. You can also check me out on Tumblr. I have just check out tumblr.com slash or 
Sin TV now that Tumblr dot com. I can't talk today. It's like I'm so congested. This has been a messy show. Maybe I'm a messy person. Who knows? But I just really want to take a little time. Thank you so much to the people who have been in the chat room today talking. You know. And, oh, what a great saying. If you haven't made a mistake, you haven't learned a thing. That's so true. It's very true. Um, And I've made mistakes, you know. But I just want to thank each and every one of you that listen to this show, especially you can listen to it on Wednesdays at noon, if you're listening now, of course, on theindieauthority.com. And I don't care. I know I sound cliche, but I got to thank Lady Spitfire. I got to thank the whole crew all of the people, other shows, I'm not going to be selfish. I'm not going to have no Kanye West moment. I got to thank all the other people on the Indie Authority who have their shows because it takes a lot of guts to do what we do. These haters want to come and they say that we're all, you know, we ain't crap, whatever, but it's hard to be behind this mic. It's hard to say the things that sometimes people may or may not want to hear, but at the end of the day, I'm going to say what needs to be said because nobody is feeling that, that message. And I bring a message of acceptance, but I also bring a message of truth. I don't hate people. I hate ignorance. And I do hate when people are ignorant. And there is a huge difference between that, let me tell you. So what am I going to leave you with, okay? I'm going to leave you with the ratchet stuff. Shout out to Violet Chotsky. I got pissed because I didn't have a chance to watch the grand finale. But stupid people on Facebook ruined RuPaul's Drag Race for me. Congratulations to Violet Chotsky. Chaksky for winning. Um, I think she's a great contender. Personally, once again, it shows RuPaul's Drag Race doesn't care about the plus size queens. Come on, Latrice Royale should have won, or Ginger Minch in this in this chance. She was top contender to me. I felt she was really polished. But Violet Chaksky is cool too. I mean, she does that thing with her like waist. I don't know how she got that slim. Oh, help me. But yeah, I, I just. Let's let's do something a little ratchet today. You know, I've been watching a lot of ratchet TV. I feel a little ratchet today. Here's my girl, Ashley T. Moore, with my bitches. And remember to stay classy and don't be trashy. Gave a fuck about you.
Million dollar cribs, having million dollar dreams. And when you get it all, just remember one thing, remember one thing, that one man could change the world. That one man could change the world. Hold all I wanted was a hundred million dollars and a bad chick. Imagine this a month, some nights it felt like that I had it. Back on the mattress, staring at the ceiling, trying to connect the dots, but it's all making those attachments. I'm talking dreaming so hard, some nights it felt like draft day, you know? My, my stepbrother used to flip them bags outside the crib like it was trash day. No Kim K, buddy, bag day. Yeah. But when you get it fast, money slow down, don't crash. With all the drive in the world, swear you still need gas. Look, think about it. Close your eyes, dream about it. Tell your team about it. Go make million dollar schemes about it. Success is on the way, I feel it in the distance. Used to look up at the stars and be like, ain't too much that's different. I be shining, they be shining. Get your one shot, don't you miss it. What you know about waking? up every day like you on a mission and I hope you learn to make it on your own and if you love yourself just know you'll never be alone I hope that you get everything you want and that you chose I hope and that's the realest thing that you ever know hope you get the pretty girls as pretty as everything million dollar careers have a million dollar dreams and when you get it all just remember one thing remember one thing one man could change the world Change the world. My grandma told me if you write your name in stone, you'll never get the white out. I grinded out that black hole that performed up at the White House, standing next to Jim Carrey. We traded stories and laughed. I said, You're not the only one I know got rich wearing masks. Where I'm from, I swear they broke. They need way more than the cash. We need more than what you have, and then we need more than that. But how I'm supposed to say I'm tired? If that girl from West Virginia came up in conditions that I couldn't survive. Went to war, came back alive. On top of that, became a female black captain. When being black, you had to extra, extra try. Way before James Brown made us proud. She bought a crib on the same street as Marvin Gaye. Right there on how to drive. And she taught me how to drive. And she raised the kids and the kids' kids. And she did it right. Taught me how to love, taught me not to cry. When I die, I hope you teach me how to fly. All my life, you've been that angel in disguise. And I hope you learn to make it on your own. And if you love yourself, just know you'll never be alone. I hope that you get everything you want and that you chose. I hope it's the realest thing that you ever know. Hope you get the pretty girls as pretty as everything. Million dollar cribs, have a million dollar dreams. When you get it all, just remember one thing. Remember one thing. That one man can change the world. One man can change the
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.